Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. In this moment of intense political partisanship, it's worth taking a moment to recognize something remarkable. Both political parties coming together and solving a problem in the world of music. Money don't get everything it's too. What it don't get, I can use. Now give me more. The Music Modernization Act, passed unanimously by the House and Senate, updates copyright laws and creates a new licensing system for streaming music that brings the music industry into the 21st century. With me now is John Schaefer, host of WNYC's New Sounds. Hi, John. Hi, Charlie. What's the current state of affairs for the streaming music business? Well, the current state of affairs is a bit of a mess. The United States is an outlier among countries in the Western world in that it has not had until now a kind of simple, elegant way for streaming services to get music paid for so that they can then present it to their customers. How does it work right now? Right now, if you are a streaming service, Apple or Amazon or Spotify, you have to clear the rights with thousands of different publishers, some of whom represent hundreds of different songwriters. And what this MMA, this Music Modernization Act, will do is to allow all the streaming services to pay one blanket license, which will then cover everything that they are offering on their streaming service. The important thing here is that As we all learned at the very beginning of the computer age, garbage in, garbage out, which means any kind of mistake in the metadata associated with a song, a misspelling, or the fact that there are three songwriters and only two names will fit in the the data field, leaves these streaming services open to lawsuits, which have happened continually because for reasons both nefarious and completely honest, uh, mistakes have been made. By putting this new agreement together, who's going to benefit from it? Well, the streaming services are going to pay for this committee, this 14-member committee, to oversee this blanket licensing agreement. So they will benefit, even though they're paying for it, because they will now have one-stop shopping. They won't have to go to all these thousands of different publishers. Right, right. So they will have one place to go, and they'll be able to clear everything. For the music publishers, it's a win as well, because they have 10 of the 14 seats on this committee, so they will be pretty much in charge. And here is where you get to one of the little niggling problems with the MMA. The other four seats will be devoted to songwriters, so that they have their eye on the pot of money that's coming in. The tricky part is, right now, as it's set up, the publishers pick the four writers. Uh, Clearly, the writers would rather pick their own representatives on the committee. However, uh, this is still a win for the writers, because one of the other facets of the Music Modernization Act is to give the songwriters the opportunity to kind of play in the open market. Which means that that most people don't realize this, but the royalties set for songwriters are set by a judge, a single judge for each of America's two big licensing organizations, ASCAP and BMI. Each one of them goes back to the same judge year after year asking for more money, and they are not allowed to introduce as evidence the effect that their songwriters, that their material is having in the free market. Now they will be able to, and that will bump up the amount of money that the judges will allow. And also, those judges will now rotate. So does that mean that songwriters can get paid more if their song is popular? 
it means that they can get paid more uh, if their song is popular and even if it isn't because it will raise the rates. It's a rising tide that floats all boats. So the, the what royalty is rates will go up. But then that sounds like I, the consumer, could start paying more to pay for those services. That is Absolutely a possibility. However, uh, the streaming services will be reticent about raising rates too much or too quickly uh, because there's always the competition with free streaming services. Also, I think if you're going to end up as a consumer paying for this, it's going to be through a secondary source, namely ads. The ads that you see on streaming services, those will probably be more expensive, and so you will pay more for those products. How does this law tie into Sirius, the satellite radio company, announcing its plans to buy Pandora, the streaming service? Well, uh, Sirius has been a major player in the development of this act because they were dragged kicking and screaming into it. They saw the raising of royalty payments as something that could be really detrimental to their bottom line. So their move to get Pandora is, is to kind of enmesh themselves in this streaming service, which these days given the MMA, is looking much more stable and perhaps profitable because of the, the blanket licensing agreement. Now, the streaming music is also key to how musicians can claim that they have a number one hit, but there's been a growing problem with how that actually works. What's the issue? Well, with the advent of digital streaming, Billboard magazine, which keeps the charts, has needed to figure out a fair way to compare digital streaming to actual album sales. And so the number they've hit upon after much back and forth is uh, 1,250 paid digital streams equals one album sale. However, artists have quickly cottoned on to the fact that they can game the system here by selling records, which clearly is 1,250 times better than having a digital stream, by bundling them with their concert tickets. So the number one album in the land this week is by Carrie Underwood. It's called Cry Pretty, and this is how she got to number one. She said, buy two tickets to one of my concerts as I tour around, and you'll get my record. And that got her up to 266,000 units sold, of which about 90% were actual physical copies of the CD. Almost unheard of these days. But the history of radio is filled with stories of people trying to game the ranking system. Is this just a continuation of that? It's absolutely the 21st century extension of, as you say, of, of an historic tradition of trying to figure out how we can play with the billboard rankings. Because, you know, they used to be just be based on record sales and radio play. So you would have record companies sending their reps to visit radio stations with goodies, both legal and not, to try and get the best-known DJs to spin their records because that would raise their profile in the charts. Streaming is now the 21st century version of uh, radio play. Absolutely. John Schaefer is the host of WNYC's New Sounds. John, thanks so much. Thank you, Charlie. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 